0: international You know, I don't think this show is suitable for (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing: people have asked me um, for years and years and years when are you going to do a reading rainbow for adults? And it's always been something that's on my mind. So I wanted to address yeah. that. I wanted to address a reading rainbow for adults. But I also get asked to read a lot. I think a bucket list item for a lot of millennials is to have Lavar Burton read them a bedtime story and Church? and I love reading aloud it's so long. and i I thought it would be cool to combine my love of of reading of storytelling. With my love of short fiction, I love short fiction. Um, there's a real art to writing a, a, a whole, a complete story, a satisfying oh, storytelling experience. <laughs> hold, on, a beginning, hold on, A middle so and an end in 30 to 40 pages. You it's don't like his not voice? easy to do. And, and <laughs> like there are when he's people reading. who have mastered I don't give a that, shit about art, Burton, that craft. That. So, for my um, first uh, selection for the podcast, I've chosen one of my favorite short fiction pieces. It's a story day. from 2006. It first appeared in Asimov's Science Fiction. It won a Hugo Award, mm-hmm. in fact. Hugo. It's called Ken, K-I-N, by Ken. Bruce McAllister. And what I love about this story is it's, it's, it's basically two characters. A young boy um, of who has story. a need and this very scary alien assassin who come together...
0: Oh, w- <laughs> how's that it's
2: such a long intro? <laughs> hey, let's just sit here in silence while we listen to LeVar Burton
0: for three and a half minutes. I don't know about you, but I'm positive. I'm positive LeVar Burton is trying to seduce everyone, everyone between the ages of 18 and 35. I and mean, that's
2: a uh, prime demographic right there to get into.
0: <laughs> I'm, not di- Danette, uh, I'm not denying that there's probably some good looking people in that demographic, but just the way he talks. You're not.
2: You're taking the stance on, you know, I think there's probably some attractive people in 18 to 35.
0: Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably I, mean, a, uh, maybe I can name one in the room. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Ethan good. shouts out. <laughs> He's um, handsome. Uh, but he just, I'm convinced he just, th- everything about him talking right there just made me think he wanted to fuck us.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, he's talking about, he talks about himself in third person at one point, which is super weird when I mean, he's like, I'm pretty sure it's a bucket list item for most millennials to have
0: Lebar, LeVar Burton read them a bedtime story. And people are, people always asking me, when are you going to do an adult reading Rainbow? Like he's just going to read like uh, like sultry tales for housewives. I was thinking Harry Potter fanfic <laughs>
2: <laughs> or Star Trek fanfic.
0: No, I was thinking like, but like those, those, those novels that your moms read. Yeah, that's like. My mom it's didn't like, "Read those. Those are for me." And then he reached down and grabbed his big, heavy toolbox. Did you read those? No, but that's the kind <laughs> of things that they say. Is it? Yeah, because stars are bored. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't know if they're if
2: I don't know how much because it's exo- all innuendo. It's all
0: in. innuendo. There's I'm hardly sure ever the a moment books. when like. And then he took his big throbbing penis <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure they do just that <laughs> <laughs> no i don't think they do because there's all those like in kmart and walmart and yeah. hallmark yeah those places are filthy sin traps
2: just dirty hell holes full of sin
0: oh well, you do you have me there they Jezebles. are dirty they're yeah. definitely dirty they're horrible places oh man but you know lavar burton's just trying to just trying to fuck every millennial that's what he said right there i'd fuck him He's like, it's like butterfly in the sky, Lavar Burton's hands are on my thighs, you're, take you're, a look. <laughs> it's in a book, fuck Lavar Burton.
2: <laughs> <All right. Yeah. laughs> you want to well, start the podcast now? <laughs> yeah, I guess we're starting. All right. You, are we going to do our intro? Oh, do we? Oh, we
0: just uh, say hey, hi to everybody.
2: welcome to We Heard It First, guys. <laughs> I'm your host, Jake Rowe, a.k.a.
0: The Dude in the Shorts. And Danny Riccio, Melinda Dahl. Uh, the only podcast review cast out there. iTunes only world licensed official iTunes, licensed podcast reviewers, reviewers yeah. best in the only, world. Best only the people biz. to do
2: it. Only people. Yeah, we're the only ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, we got a real exciting episode this week.
0: Oh, man, this yeah, one's it. hot. It's, it's sexy. Mm, it's, well... It's
2: literature. It's It talks about abortion. <laughs> it does? Gets, we, did you not listen to it? I did, but I... Didn't. That was like the whole... Thing the whole okay so this week we're doing an episode reviewing an, the first episode of Lavar Burton reads
0: yeah if you guys didn't know this uh, Lavar Burton uh, he's uh, he played a character in Star Trek who wore funny glasses and could see in crazy wavelengths or spectrums mm-hmm. and then he did a children's show where he narrated children's books called uh, Reading Rainbow called Reading Rainbow yeah, I don't get why <laughs> it was called Rainbow I don't get the Rainbow part honestly it's alliteration like, but old. then it could be like a rhinoceros Reading rhinoceros or Yeah but you can't be reading under river or rhinoceros Reading river That's dangerous Reading river would work Yeah you can't be under that but either books But can't get wet Fair uh, So reading river wouldn't work okay well I'm, I'm not sure why they went with rainbow but he narrated that and then uh everybody got older and they said to the hell with reading with kids i guess it, i don't, we don't think still don't,
2: we still we don't want <laughs> an audible subscription either <laughs>
0: we don't we don't read to kids anymore yeah. no um and now i guess people were like oh what is i loved when lavar burton read to me yeah so now but i'm
2: 30 so what do i do about this yeah and it's a 30-year-old who can't afford an Audible subscription. Or, or read himself. Yeah, <laughs> It's just... so. so this podcast uh, is exclusively
0: for illiterate adults.
2: Exactly. Apparently, a bunch of people just pestered LeVar Burton into starting a podcast where he reads short stories. Mm-hmm. And on this first one, he reads a story called Ken by Bruce
0: McAllister. Yeah, and let's be honest. Every story can be a short story if you don't finish it. I think... If it's a story, it's got to be finished. No. Oh, really? What about that one? That one story, the never-ending story. No. The, well, shit. You got me there. <laughs> you got me there. Went on forever. It was never ending. Yeah. <laughs> was Back to the future. That's one that could have gone on for like twelve more sequels. No, but that one had an end. Huh? It had an end
2: no not really well yeah the train They kept
0: going if if the point of the movie is to go back to the beginning no. doc
2: doc brown and his new wife and his two kids went they took the train with the flux capacitor on it they went back to the 1800s remember
0: all that yeah
2: yeah that's what how happened it at I, the end
0: of that movie everyone lived happily ever after oh, that's, that's where the story idea. ends it's not a st- an, an actually idea.
2: no i think marty mcfly did something about someone called him a chicken and he didn't like fight back he would just let it roll off his shoulder which is a big breakthrough moment for him it took three movies to get him to do that yeah that was like his big thing people would call him a chicken he'd be like i'm no chicken and then he'd get himself into wacky situations oh jeez. yeah and then someone was like hey you chicken he's like you know what i've got more important things to do i'm not going to lower myself down to your level but this isn't a Back to the Future podcast. It?
0: <laughs> it could really easily be between the two don't,
2: of us. Don't talk to me about Back to the Future on the podcast because I won't stop talking about it. <laughs> it's um, one of my favorite movies. But yeah. So on this one, it reads a story called Kin by Bruce McAllister, and I gotta say, I am still not a hundred percent sure this story was not written by a child. Yeah. It it's bad. I I, I like hated the story so the dialogue was just so basically the premise of the story is there's this kid he's mm-hmm. 12 years old 12 doesn't never says his name never he meets an alien called an anteloo and the antelous oh, yeah. are known for being assassins
0: uh the names of all the aliens are really cheesy and dumb yeah i think there's like something just, called like a
2: hogart uh th- there is a planet called hogan and Hogan too. I feel like they're just looking around at things in their room. Like, exactly. Oh, Hogan
0: poster. Right. Hogan. Like, yeah. Antelope.
2: Anteloo. That works. Yeah. Exactly. Some kid, just writing some bullshit, mm-hmm. and he he hires this alien to go kill like a district manager or whatever, like some city official, who is going to force the abortion of the kid's little sister. His mom was pregnant with a little girl. And this dude was like, hey, planet's overpopulated. Wait,
0: did he hire an assassin to kill the baby?
2: No, he he hired an assassin to kill the guy who was going to kill the baby. Ugh. Because this little kid was like, I'm homeschooled, and my parents are at work all the time, and I want a little sister. And so... Okay. But it was weird that they kept saying, like, that this guy is trying to kill my sister. He's trying to kill my sister. But it was a... It was not a born person yet.
0: <laughs> It was real weird. I was like, there's an agenda to this story. Uh, I think this was uh, a short story submitted to to the uh, red media. I don't <laughs> yeah. know what that means. Yep. I don't know. Conserva media? Conserva media.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird story. Anyways, the alien just showed up and was like, showed up to the district manager. was like, hey, don't. The, he's like, the girl shall live. He was like, fuck you. You're not here on any kind of diplomatic standing. I don't have to do anything you say. And then he's just like, I'll fucking kill you. I, does paid. this take place
0: in the future? I think so. Okay. Cause everyone's pretty cavalier about the fact that there's just aliens. Yeah. They and mentioned that there, like, there are
2: no, four yeah. other alien species that humans have met okay. and that humans can't afford to go off planet. That's why they're doing like abortions and shit, all that stuff.
0: They it's, can't afford to go off planet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, having a kid's expensive, so I get it. Exactly. So the guys like finally we get rid of half these babies, guys. We can go visit Hogan and then Hogan 2. Exactly. Like it the sequel. All be good. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's a sequel. Is sequel planet <laughs>
0: Hogan? Welcome you, to Hogan 2. You thought boogaloo. you liked the first. You thought you liked the first planet, but this summer, get ready to experience it again, but on a different planet in 3D. <laughs> like the first one was, it was real life. Like,
2: yeah, but this one's. 3D. Or wacky hijinks Will our heroes get in again. Ooh, who knows? But yeah, and so the dude's like, all right, I won't abort the baby. The alien comes back to the kid. The kid's like, I wrote a report on Anteloo people and he gives him like this weird Anteloo secret handshake and then the fucking alien gives the kid a whole bunch of money for being
0: of good heart and sound mind or whatever and then oh, yeah, the baby lives. The, doesn't the kid not be able to afford they assassin and he's like, "I got two hundred bucks." He's like, "That's not worth exactly." Taking. Yeah, life. yeah, and He's like, "Oh, I don't know like, what to do well, now." I thought that would be enough. I thought you, I thought you would do it for
2: the fun of it. Yeah, and then the alien's like, "I don't want your money. Didn't kill the guy. Your sister's gonna live. Here's uh, like millions of dollars." And it was it was just dumb. It was a bad story. But Lavar cool Burton has about,
0: poor taste. He called this one of his favorites. Yeah, he has horrible taste, but
2: on the bright side, LeVar Burton has such a soothing voice that he makes it almost bearable mm-hmm. and they throw in like sound effects and stuff. And he does like a weird voice mixing thing when he's speaking as the alien.
0: He's just like the girl shall live. It's real weird. I yeah, well, can't like, I get that it's an alien, but they don't have to speak slower for no reason. Well, it's a real spooky alien. I guess so. it's got <laughs> talons. <laughs> it's a real dangerous alien that won't kill anybody for it. Also any had less than two hundred dollars. It
2: also had a, a, a voice translator thing on his oh. face because he was like, "What is this?" The dude that he was supposed to kill, he's like, "What does this alien look weird?" Oh, he's got a voice translator on his face. I think that's partially why he talked all slow. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah, uh, bad story. Great voice, I loved yeah. Lavar Burton reading it, but it inspired us to write well, our. we own can do stories. a better job. We well, can do yeah, a better yeah. job. I mean, I'm not going to go out and pick some child story.
0: No, those they can't do teach, and those they can't teach review podcasts. So exactly, we we figured, hey, let's you know what, forget Lavar Lavar Burton reads, forget it. Let's do Jake and Danny reads. Jake and Danny reads. Yeah. Well, we're going to fucking read the shit
2: out of some stories that we wrote ourselves. All right. um, Because writing a short story, easy as shit.
0: Yeah. it's, It's not even a whole book.
2: Exactly. It's short. That's the whole point of it. There's not an actual limit on it. But yeah, so now we got a real special surprise for you guys. I mean, I guess it's not a surprise. (laughs) Because <laughs> we just told you about it. Boo, we got it. Yeah, here you go. So first, what we're going to do is Danny's going to read a short story. I'm going to try to interrupt him as little as possible. We're just going to try to give you all the feel of LeVar Burton reads. So, I mean, if you want to do your best LeVar Burton <laughs> impression, whatever you want to do.
0: I'm looking over this and, you Danny know wrote
2: this story Forget himself. Forget
0: paragraphs. Paragraphs don't exist. They have no reason to be... Anywhere. I mean, it's your story. You wrote it, so I don't. <laughs> Unfortunately, I it's guess, all up to I, guess I don't believe in paragraphs or formatting. Yeah, you just said that. All right, this one's called Danny sat in his booth. Mm, this good. Why would he say? Why w- <laughs> Sorry, it's just a funny title. Danny sat in his booth. Oh, is that why you named it? The because t- it was the first words and it took yeah. Well, well, yeah, and I, because I want to say, hey, Danny, me sat in his well you're not telling me the story from first person short story that you wrote right? about myself
2: i don't know <laughs> you wrote it okay quit asking me questions about your fucking
0: story that's what i just Jesus know Jesus christ if, my, if the word danny is in this story just just give me your, your you don't know your outside feedback if danny is in the story should i just say i No. so i should say danny's high, i should speak in third person yeah it's a short story okay all right all i'm right, just saying all right here we go um Danny sat in his booth by Danny, uh, sounds good. Danny sat in his booth, staring at the envelope in front of him. He already knew what was inside, but the idea of opening opening it scared the shit out of him. He had been sitting in that corner booth for over two hours, just staring. He hadn't ordered anything, mainly because he was in a bowling alley that didn't serve food, not even nachos. Mm-hmm. Danny was cool. Not like fun at a party cool, more like sitting in a booth at a bowling alley for two hours without saying anything cool. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. But right now, he was far from cool. He was hot. Yeah. He could feel the sweat pooling in his taint. Ew. I mean, that is at the bottom of you. Uh, It started to itch, but not enough for him to scratch it. He couldn't remember the last time he felt this scared. It was like there was a haunted house in his heart a really scary haunted house where the actors can touch you and you have to sign a waiver and shit. Fifteen minutes! Ew. The announcement made Danny jump in his seat, but nobody noticed, so he still looked cool. Sweet. Nobody saw the fear in his eyes behind his Wayfarer glasses, sunglasses he got from his grandpa. He died when Danny was young. They weren't close. <laughs> he glanced over his left shoulder, He glanced over his right. He took in his surroundings. There was a young couple two lanes down wrapping up a game. The young man kept saying that he was letting his girlfriend win, but Danny knew that wasn't true. He admired that. He saw a family at the far lane. A man, a woman, two sons, that looked about 10, 12 years old. Danny thought it was past their bedtime. I mean, hell, it's a fucking school night. Those kids need their goddamn rest. But what does he know? He doesn't have kids. Yeah. Never has, and hopefully never will. Ooh. The girl at the front was cleaning bowling shoes. She had curly hair pulled into a ponytail. She was cute. Danny noticed her stealing glasses, glances at the kid cleaning the alleys. He must be really funny, Danny thought, because that kid was ugly as shit, and she could do way better. There are eight cameras, cameras placed around the bowling alley that were mostly for show, and Danny saw several blind sports blind spots not picked up by the cameras, including one at the door to the manager's office. The manager stayed mostly in his office, only coming out to use the restroom and grab a bag of checks mixed from the vending machine. He was a large man. Danny could easily outrun him if he needed to. Hopefully it wouldn't come to that though. Ooh. Danny stood up slowly. He made his way across the floor in the direction of the manager's office. He stepped to the beat of the song playing over the intercom. Baby, you're a firework. Did you write the lyrics? (laughs) No, I wrote the music. Um, Oh, wow. It was Firework by Katy Perry. His Uh, dad's favorite song. Definitely. Uh, Did dad... Before it was even written. Danny Mm -hmm. didn't see much of his dad since his parents split up a few years back. Mm -hmm. Ronald was his name, but since the... Close. But since the divorce, he'd been going by Ronnie. So weird that she chose that name. After the divorce, he told Danny... He was moving to to Nebraska, where they get it. Danny didn't know what that what he meant by that. He thought his dad was just going through some sort of midlife crisis with less sports cars and more corn or whatever the fuck they had in Nebraska. They the thought of his father made him angry, so he tried to drown out the song with his thoughts. Um, I would love to see my Hispanic father in Nebraska. That'd be really. But he wouldn't call it corn. He'd call it maiz. You know. Oh yeah. No. Is that why you wrote that? Yeah, so that's exactly why sure I, that. I wrote that. So yeah. Also, I wrote corn in first so I could tell you about how yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. called my. You know, I like to show off. Yeah. Uh, soon he found himself standing only a few feet from the manager's office in front of the vending machine. Oh. He put in a dollar, pushed F7, and nothing happened. What the shit? He looked at the label under the bag of checks Mix he was trying to procure. 125? Damn. Danny wriggled his little thingies around his in his pockets for some loose change. Did he have any? Sorry, it was a couple periods. Uh, oh. He was able to scrounge up 25 cents using three nickels and a dime.
2: Oh,
0: he put them in, a, in the machine. Grabbed his dinner and made his way back to the booth. He tripped a couple of times because he wasn't used to wearing bowling shoes. Jake, there, you know, I'm just wanna warn you. There's no point to this story, in case you were looking for one. Okay. Yeah. There's
2: just. I'm just. I'm just along for the ride.
0: Yeah. I'm just. I, in case you were like, hey, where's it going? It's not going anywhere. Clearly. Totally. I've been wondering this whole time. Yeah. It's really just. You, know,
2: you don't have to critique your own work in the I'm middle just of your story. You. I'm just We're just going to talk you. about it
0: afterwards, okay? Okay, Okay. Yeah. I'll get all the way through. Yeah. Should I try to sound like LeVar Burton? And more sexy? Yeah. <laughs> Let me see if I can do a good LeVar Burton. Uh, he tripped a couple of times because he wasn't used to wearing bowling shoes. He had never been bowling. He actually hated it. He just liked the wallpaper in the bowling alley. It reminded him of the 1970s. He wasn't alive back then, but he was a big fan of the show. You know, that 70s show? The Brady Bunch, I think it was called? His mother had every episode on VHS, and Danny kept offering to get her DVDs because her VCR kept breaking, but she refused. Every time it broke, Danny would come over and fix it for her. She liked that very much. She hadn't seen Danny much since he started his new job. He never told her much about it. Whenever she pried about his work, he would either say, It's work! Or he'd change the subject. She worried for him, but not too much. She knew he could take care of himself. Huh. He sure was his father's son. (laughs) After slipping and sliding across the floor like Bambi on ice in the movie Bambi, he found himself back in his booth. He was sitting on the opposite side now. He thought... That might make it a little easier to examine the contents of the envelope, but not before his snack. He pulled open the bag of Chex Mix, and he got the traditional flavor. None of that cheddar jalapeno bullshit. That shit sucks ass. I gotta say, horrible our Burton impression. (laughs) I don't know. That was pretty good, especially when he gets to the cussing. (laughs) The rye chips were his favorite. So crunchy, with a salty, buttery flavor, he dug around the bag and... Ate every last right chip before moving on the next course The checks Danny only knew them as the checker ones But that didn't stop him from scarfing those bad boys down Like his sister scarfed down that puss in college mm. She's married um, mm. There were way more of the checks in the bag than the right chips He thought that was, well, bullshit Everyone likes the right chips more Gardetto's even made a whole line of snack bags using just the right chips. Denny would have gotten that one from the vending machine, but it was another 50 cents, and he only had that dollar twenty-five. He liked the wheat checks more than the corn checks. The corn checks was good, but the wheat checks had a little bit more crunch, a crunch reminiscent of right chips. He missed those right chips, but he still enjoyed the checks. After he got through the checks, he thought throwing away the rest of the bag, but he knew he would... Need all the energy he could muster to open this envelope. Hold on a second. What? Just looking. Jesus Christ! (laughs) Did you write his story too long? Well, yeah. It was. It's way too long for nothing happening. You know. Nah, I mean, I'm. I'm intrigued. (laughs) Yeah. Well, about checks,
2: makes for the last three minutes.
0: Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. Uh. Still enjoyed the checks. After he got through the checks, he thought about throwing away the rest of the bag, but. He knew he would need all the energy he could to muster open this. To he could muster to open this envelope. He moved on to the pretzels. Mm-hmm. Eh, he thought. He wasn't a huge fan of the pretzels. They were a little soft and they got stuck in his teeth. They were salty though, so that was cool. Last and certainly least were the breadsticks. Ugh. Fuck those goddamn motherfucking pieces of shit. Chex yeah. Mix is losing money putting those in the bag. Those things are fucking horrible. Danny would rather eat a bag of human dog shit. Human, human dog, dog shit? shit? Yeah. All right. Than those fucking discuss- disgusting dick squirts from Satan's asshole. I agree. So much in that sentence does not make any sense. I think it made perfect sense. Sure, I guess so. Why are you criticizing your own work? You know, I don't know. I guess... You're your own worst critic. I must have been channeling you I believe you in everything in that talk. you're writing right now. <laughs> I think it's really good. All right. Well, I'm never taking anything, uh, anything to you for advice. But he was so he was so nervous about the envelope that he pinched his nose, held his breath, and poured them into his mouth. He chewed with an anger and intensity like that of a horse chewing hay after he lost a race where he bet on himself. Oh. After about twenty-two agonizing seconds of chewing, he swallowed the breadsticks with the same level of disdain his sister swallowed Derek's jism in college. Derek was her high school boyfriend that went to the same college as Danny's sister. She only dated him freshman year, but she was constantly cheating on him with the entire Delta Gamma sorority. He crumpled the bag and set it next to his empty can of Coca-Cola. He regretted drinking the whole can long before the checks. Mix. This is torture. This is absolute torture, Jake. You wrote this. Okay, yeah, yeah, I wrote this. (laughs) Why do you keep blaming me? Just letting you know.
2: I'm the one that's got to listen to it.
0: I wish I could just listen Because the saltiness of the pretzels made him pretty thirsty It also made him have to pee He got up and walked towards the restroom He kept an eye on the manager's office As he made his way across the bowling alley He opened the door and bumped into the young man Who was bowling with his girlfriend earlier They shuffled side to side Trying to let each other by For a few seconds before Danny made his way into the restroom He pulled out his What jake this is going nowhere you wrote this i get it you yeah. wrote it <laughs> why do you oh, keep getting so mad at me i had s- nothing to do with this story it's not even funny <laughs>
2: i didn't write this All this right, is right, yours
0: right, right, right. this is this is my my story <laughs> yeah uh he pulled out his wiener okay uh where's this going no let's see hopefully somewhere better <laughs> He was having a good dick day. You know, those days where you're like, wow, I have one. That's good. Um, you know, those days where you just your dick just feels a little bit bigger than other days. I do know those days. There was a little heft to his junk as he pulled it out above the waistband of his boxer briefs. Uh, this made him feel a little bit better about this his whole situation. He urinated with the force of a Belgian ox... I don't know. There's Belgian specific ox who are known for their heavy urination. You didn't oh. know that before you wrote it? No, or that they were known for that. As the dribble of piss dripped from the tip of his donger, he felt a shiver come over his body as if a ghost was escaping from his pelvis up through his body and out the top of his head. He zipped up his jeans, didn't flush, and walked out of the restroom. Jesus, you're reading really fast right now. (sighs) Well, I'm trying to get past this restroom thing. Uh, Danny didn't believe in washing his hands after urinating. Not true. He only touched his penis and that thing's not dirty. Yes, it is. It's horribly filthy. It hasn't touched anything other than the inside of his boxer briefs all day. As far as anyone was concerned, the only thing cleaner than Danny's penis was Mr. Clean's wife's asshole... He got to his booth and put his. <laughs> you think this is funny? I think I think you're a pretty decent writer. <laughs> Tell you what, Jake, uh, I'm sure whatever you wrote was way better and uh, way more thought It definitely is. He regretted not washing his hands. He reached into his pocket and pulled out his phone. He pressed the home button to reveal his phone background at the time. Mm. 11.52 p.m. The background was a picture of Danny with his arm around the waist of a girl. The picture was from a few years back when Danny was a more outgoing sort of fella. The girl, that was Daisy. Daisy and Danny became friends in college. Daisy was cute. Danny had always thought that. And it was apparent that Daisy had an interest in Danny, but Danny never made a move. There was the one time they made out a Halloween party when they were very drunk, but Danny tried to block that out of his memory. He didn't want to ruin his friendship with Daisy. Of course not. She was like family to him now, that his actual family was all over the place. She always had great advice. She would know exactly what to do in this situation. Danny missed her. He powered off his phone and slid it back into his pocket next to his car keys and a small red Bic lighter. In his other pocket was a pack of American Spirit cigarettes, the green ones, The green ones. Oh, okay. So menthol. Yeah. In his back pocket was a leather trifold wallet. He had more cash than he did cards. Nice. Danny didn't believe in banks. Oh, okay. Poking out at the top was a blue Lifestyles condom. Just showing off. It had been in there so long, it could have been unusable. It couldn't have been usable anymore, but Danny just liked the feel of it in his wallet. He put both hands on the table and closed his eyes tried to imagine a happy place advice his therapist had given him in therapy where else yeah. he imagined a field cliche right but it was a field of wheat, wheat checks, and corn checks, and more importantly, rye chips. Oh. Using his penile, penile gland, also known as his third eye, he imagined himself running through the field, eyes closed and mouth open, ready to take in whatever surprising flavor came into his mouth. He could hear the crunch of the rye chips inside his head. It was as if he, actually, he was actually munching on them. He opened his eyes, took two deep breaths, and grabbed the envelope. He pinched the brass tab at the top and opened the flap. Now I kind of know what the envelope looks like. Um, he pulled out the papers inside and read the almost hieroglyphic lettering on the pages. He read on for a minute or so. All of a sudden, his heart sank into his stomach. His butthole puckered like a baby's mouth. <sighs> After its parents tricked it into eating a warhead candy. <laughs> you proud of that one? No, why would they trick a baby? You don't, I don't have to know trick you a, wrote that. You just give it to the baby. <laughs> Babies it's, I don't think you could actually trick a baby They're not smart enough um, His penis went into his body a little bit uh, Where it always is There goes that good dick day His eyes watered as all of his fears were affirmed The doctor's handwriting was difficult to make out But there was one thing that was easy to read The results were in Danny's gay Oh, is that it? Is that uh, um, yeah yeah you That was know. a good story Thanks, Jake. Uh, You know, my favorite part was the ending, you know? Uh, Not when I'm gay. When Danny's gay? uh, When I spent... I
2: thought that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, you know, it's good that you spent 10 hours describing a bunch of unnecessary things just to get to one point. That's just good story writing. I'm welcome to learn a bunch from you. Um, (laughs) All the excessive descriptors and the fact that you used three different words... excuse me the fact that that i I did i I did i did i'm sorry i forgot who wrote this uh three different words to describe uh a a dick but uh only ever managed to describe the envelope that was of such importance to the story only kind of at the end you know it's wow is that that was that was really i i wish lavar burton could read this on air i i would want to hear that I would love to hear I, th- th- I would, just, I would be
2: so proud of you If your work got into the hands Of LeVar Burton
0: Yeah I mean I would love to hear him uh, Write a story where Um He mentions my dick a bunch That in his voice the sultry, yeah.
2: smooth. He's really Talking about that good dick day and everything Yeah he's yeah. like the
0: um He's like the, the Al Green You know or the Barry Manilow Or the uh um, who's that other guy? Barry White Barry White he's just uh,
2: naming black dudes
0: with cool voices? I don't think Barry Manilow's Brack He's not Brack? Black <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, I don't think he is either um, But you know, guys with like smooth He's like that, but of literacy Yeah, yeah Yeah, like if you didn't like music And you liked boring stuff LeVar Burton's your man I like books yeah, you yeah. No. yeah, dumped dumb stuff.
2: Yeah, do you want to talk about your story for a minute?
0: Sure. Yeah, well, like, well, tell you get me, any? let me, let me hear your thoughts on it. Jake.
2: My thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you went on about checks mix for a little too
0: long. Yeah, definitely. I want. To I, mean, I mean, I
2: mean, I, I, get where you're coming from. Like, you want the, you want the listener to get like that feel of you know everyone, everyone loves eating a good bag of traditional checks mix. I guess 60% less fat than potato chips. So, so they that. say the old says it on the bag. So <laughs> leave everything on the bag. Yeah. Chex mix has never done me wrong. And it sounds like better for you than you broccoli. Have, you have a similar experience with Chex mix, but yeah, that went on a little long. Uh, <laughs> I
0: don't know You're why on me.
2: I don't know why you mentioned the manager or how many cameras were in the room. <laughs> That kind of threw me. Out. I thought maybe you were, maybe Danny was gonna rob the plate or something.
0: I would. That would be a much better addition to the story. Maybe, probably.
2: But I was I was on the edge of my seat the whole time, wondering what was in that fucking envelope. Yeah, I was
0: curious. I think I could have written this story in three sentences. You could have, but you decided to make it ten. Yeah, minutes long. I think the, a better well, I way. Mean, you did,
2: yeah, you did. You told me that you wanted us to, to write a five page uh short story. short story about 10 minutes long uh actually i think you said 6 pages but i think that was about 5 yeah just based on listening to it um, yeah
0: but i thought it was good i thought thanks, you wrote a decent thanks. story yeah yeah Ch- uh hang on i'm going to submit it and see if lavar will read it you know i might Hell yeah. take out the Chex mix but i'll definitely add more descriptors of my penis i would
2: leave in the Chex mix
0: um, i would leave that in yeah uh, so I want to read the one you wrote.
2: Yeah. Now I do have to warn you, you mentioned, uh, you know, five to six pages. Uh, and I gave you a little bit of shit for it just now, but <coughs> I did not
0: write that much. Uh, yeah, we'll read what you have, read what you have okay. and I'll fill in any gaps at the end. Okay. That'll if there's any,
2: yet. uh, spelling errors or grammatical errors, I'll read them exactly as it's written. Okay. Go, Go for it. This is, the story of robert jacobson by jake rowe that's me it was a cold long winter on the herald the ship had left port in london was seven weeks into an eight-week journey to the new world robert jacobson stood in the lower compartment of the vessel there the captain had created a makeshift prison cell for robert Though Robert had not committed any crime, or at least no discernible crime, but if you had asked any other passenger on that ship, they would all agree he needed to be locked away for good. See, Robert was from a small from small village in Sussex. There his father owned a dairy farm. It was not just any dairy farm, though. Instead of raising cattle, Mr. Jacobson had decided to raise goats. Yes, he farmed goats for their milk, and then re- and then turned that into slightly more tolerable goat cheese. Many people in the village were not interested in Jacobson's not not milk, but cheese. He had little success selling their cheese. Most found the smell intolerable and the taste punishment. It was said that those brave enough to try the cheese would say things like, Wait, this is cheese? Or the more popular phrase, I don't think you know how to make cheese. He persisted, though. (laughs) He raised one daughter, a boy, and many goats. His daughter, Annalisa and son robert gladly worked alongside mr jacobson on the farm then one spring day a special announcement was announced at the village square all right gather round you ingrates mr jacobson and his children lumbered with the crowd to the center where the village idiot stood upon an unused soapbox it is by decree of the london lumber company that i am pleased to announce we are hiring we are currently looking to fill positions in tree cutter and water boy they don't pay well and you must be willing to relocate to the new world i wrote do shitty british accent in there mm-hmm. yeah the crowd began to murmur and look around at one another then robert raised his hand yes there you filthy peasant said the idiot uh yes mr idiot but where is it robert inquired well it's not in, well it's not in this putrid mud bath the idiot snarkily replied Any other questions? Asked again. Robert raised his hand again. What's it called? The New World. Is that what you're asking? Is that... I forgot so many quotes in, like, quotation marks. It's so confusing. It's (laughs) fucking bullshit. My writing sucks. I know. The New World. Is that what you're asking? Said the idiot. Yes. Robert stated again. The idiot took a minute to look around on the scroll of parchment in which he had made the decree. Hmm. america america he paused briefly struggling to read the name ah what's it matter look you smelly little bloke it aren't here and it's supposed to be a big bloody deal so if anybody wants to make some real pence come have a little talk talks with me the crowd began to disperse robert turned to his father father that sounds pretty cool right to travel to another planet mr jacobson looked and looked on to his son with confusion robert there's no such thing as another planet this the planet is flat and at the center of the universe idiot later that night they all sat around the dinner table as they ate in silence robert suddenly burst out i'm going to become the water boy for the london lumber company mr jacobson looked onto his son you will not you are going to stay and work the farm when i pass you are going to strap me to your back and continue to work the farm with me that's the plan robert at odds with his father's response replied but what if i don't want to then you'll sleep with the goats mr jacobson replied angrily we already do that dad robert a girly replied it was becoming a shouting match they finally ran out of things to yell they had not developed a great vocabulary and so regularly ran out of words to use you know son i guess i can't stop you you are stronger than me we learned that at our last family wrestling match so if you want to go, you'll have to kill me. Mr. Jacobson's son. Mister Jacobson's ultimatum floored Robert. He sat and thought for a while about his life on the farm and everything his father had done for him. All right, I'll do it, he replied. Mr. Jacobson was surprised. Really? Wow, I thought that would have gotten you. Well, I'm a man of my word, so we'll fight to the death tomorrow morning. But know this, if you get on that ship and say to a new world you're just going to fall off the edge and into an abyss so technically we both loose and uh yeah
0: that's all i wrote so it's amazing right i
2: left a bit of a cliffhanger there
0: yeah well it's it, it's a yeah, cliffhanger the because end. the world is flat and if you sail off the edge you'll die
2: oh so it's not a cliffhanger it's a really of the good world. insight into my story that i wrote
0: <laughs> well you know it's it's filled with 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 a, it's got a direction there's a lot of descriptors in there you know, Jake, if I if I didn't know any better, I thought that you could read. I do know how to read.
2: We've been over this. I'm very good at reading. I don't know. You constantly make fun of me for not being able to read. Uh, I know how to read. <laughs> I definitely wrote that story myself. Uh, unfortunately, I uh, did
0: not finish it. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I'm thinking. I'm not sure why I didn't finish it. Can I can I can I th- tell you what I think how, it, how I think it should go? How You think the, the ending of it. my story should go? Yeah, yeah, just based on what I've heard, Like, let, let, I'm just going to try to imagine the rest, right? I mean, your story was so good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear um, it. I think uh, he should be eating Chex Mix inexplicably oh. for at least six pages. It, uh, yeah. But then well, after that. Well, Chex Mix came around in like the 1930s. Maybe he invents Chex Mix. I don't know. Okay. We'll just assume. This is a story. Well, it doesn't Chex have to Mix be true. was invented in Connecticut. It doesn't have to be like, true. 31. It's invented stuff. Okay. So, uh, I how about. Think it should be accurate. All right, all right. How about <laughs> how about right after that he kills his dad? Oh, sure. Pretty crazy, yeah. Okay, but he gives him a good funeral. He gives him a good funeral, a Viking funeral. But that's not the one where you throw him on the boat and light it on fire. That's uh, when you bury him in with an axe and a shield, um, and that's it. That's that. And okay. then he gets on the boat. And the reason he's in the prison is because he smells. So he gets on the boat, and then he's like, "Hey," he takes out his his bottle of cheese, and he goes he starts drinking it and he looks at some guy, some guys watching him do this. He's like, Hey, do you want some of my cheese? And the guy's like, wait, that's cheese. He's like, yeah, uh, my family makes it. And he looks at the liquid chunky substance in the bottle and goes, I don't think you know how to make cheese. And no, this thing smells disgusting. And he's like, Whoa, what's the big deal? I just like my goat cheese from a family. And the guy's like nerd and like pushes him and he spills it and he starts to smell. And then uh, everyone's like, Oh God, it's the worst smell ever. Let's, lock them up because we have you know eight weeks of this mind you they've only been on the boat five minutes they probably haven't even left port so lock them in the prison and they go flow out into the new world by the end of the eight weeks they get to where the new world's supposed to be turns out the world is flat mr jacobson was right they fall off the edge the end yeah
2: i understand your whole checks mix bit now yeah it makes yeah sense, you're, right? you're a real rambly kind of guy <laughs> just, just going and going, not really saying a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If I had written this, I'd probably would have spent, you know, 10 minutes just describing the cheese. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Cause that's what people need. Exactly. 10 minutes. You gotta paint that picture. It's a real visual. <laughs> just like this cheese is good, but this cheese is better, but we know what we like about the cheese. It's the sour. Yeah. You should be a food critic. You know, I've thought about it. Let's do it. Let's Let's do it. (laughs) Now, I should be a food critic.
2: No. You need someone (laughs) to write for you. Uh, You guys, that's our short stories. Uh, Send in, write in the reviews. Who was your favorite? (laughs) Mine or Danny's? should put a twitter um, we should put a twitter uh a twitter a, poll a twitter poll yeah. that'll get zero response. i'm sure yours is gonna or get it'll way, just way be, more Or
0: it'll just be yours and you'll vote for your story and i'll vote for your story and i'm not I guess gonna create win. a bunch of fake twitter
2: accounts you'll just, just vote once vote for my <laughs> story it'll be the most okay votes. <laughs> okay all right uh do you want to do a review of levar burton's podcast i can I do a review of your story no nah. 10 out of 10, baby. Yeah, it wasn't that good. I think yours was way better. All right, yeah. if you say so. Yeah, uh, so let's go LeVar Burton's podcast. It's called LeVar Burton Reads. Uh-huh. Let's go story. Two out of 10.
0: Zero. Zero? Yeah. yeah. It was pretty bad. It was the worst alien story I've ever heard. Horrible. They didn't eat anything. They didn't shoot lasers at anybody. Yeah. They just had like a moral code. And I was like, we don't, uh, we don't Dan, even know. I think we got to
2: wrap this shit up. All right, all right. okay you keep on rambling about random ass bullshit okay, okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right second host voice super sexy
0: nine out of 60 six out giving ten. It a, oh i
2: thought you were giving it a super sexy no 69 Rating, out of super 10 Super sexy
0: lavar let lavar bryton molest you guys that's clearly what he wants to do yeah let him do it let him enter your ears hell yeah sound effects
2: eight out of ten yeah the sound effects were pretty good the music was all right i dug that there were like wind noises and shit all right and you want to come up with the last one
0: um
2: or what'd you write down i wrote uh how about you rate my story okay you want me to rate your story yeah 10 out of 10 nice 10, 10 awesome. each hell yeah that's 20 out of 10 for story boom we did it Guys, that's the podcast. We heard it first. Check us out on Twitter, at WHIF Podcast. Facebook, WHIF
0: Podcast. Make sure to go check out Body Tape, International BodyTapeInTL.com for us and a ton of other great podcasts and quality content, guys.
2: That's it. Thanks for listening. See you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye. International. national